Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It is being referred to as a complex terror attack in Kabul at the airport. What we have are a number of people dead. We have U.S. troops that are injured. It is unknown at the time whether or not we have dead Americans. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, the phone number, 833-468-8669. The news, the information is coming through bit by bit and piece by piece, although in the last hour it has started to make itself clearer. Major Mike Lyons joins us, retired U.S. military, West Point uh, War College, and of course, uh, he I should say War Institute, uh, and he has spent his time as a CBS News Radio military analyst Let's take us through what they're referring to as a complex military attack, not meaning high tech, just meaning complex in how it was carried out. Give us the basics. Yeah, you know, Tony, they used to call this a double tap. And what happens is the first uh, attack, the first goes off, an explosion happens, and first responders go to it. And, um, and at the second time, while they respond to that, then another attack, either from gunmen or something, then goes after those first responders. In this case, you had distance. You had uh, one attack at the gate, and then you had the other attack that took place at the hotel, which is in a different spot. But in both cases, you had reinforcing fires that uh, that added uh, more terror and more death to, to the situation. So two, really, two double taps, and they they call them coordinated because they both you know they go off at the same time. They're they're low tech, um, but they're you know high casualty, and you know given what we're seeing so far on the ground, um, you know the kind of terror attacks that, that this enemy likes to do. Uh, the video has come out. I'll share with you a bit of the audio from that video of these two bombs going off. It was one right after another, Major Lyons, and it was a massive explosion in terms of scale uh we forget exactly how competent many of these terrorists are it is being blamed on a group they're calling isis k now until the other day i had never heard of isis k i don't spend my time uh in in the region i'm trying to come up to speed as fast as everybody else but the question mm-hmm. here is who does this and the prevailing thought is this isn't something the taliban would do because they're not interested in in causing the fight, they're interested in control of Afghanistan, as opposed to an Al Qaeda, or as opposed to a, a an, an ISIS or ISIS offshoot, because their desire is to create chaos, and they don't mind a hostage situation. Right. Let's talk about ISIS K first. It's, it's short for ISIS in the Khorasan region, similar to the ISIS in the Levant region, which was the northern part of Africa. In each case, they were defeated in those other places. But they look for ungoverned spaces. They look for opportunities. They don't have big numbers. They had maybe, let's say, 1,500 to 3,000 or so. Uh, going back about three years ago in, in Afghanistan, the military had spent a lot of time rounding them up, putting them in prison. And then when the Taliban came through, they had a lot of them out of prison, so they were able to you know, kind of quickly mobilize. Um, but what they are is they are also an enemy of the Taliban, the Haqqani Network, which is responsible for the security um, at, the, at the airport right now, which is a terrorist organization. Let's be clear about that. 
Um, if ISIS-K doesn't take responsibility for this, then we have another bigger problem. That's then, okay, who did it then? Was it, was it al-Qaeda? Was it somebody in the, in the Kahani network? Because really what's going to happen now, it's forcing – the airport's fundamentally sealed. No one's going in. The only one – the only thing that's happening is people are going to be leaving the airport. And we're going to be, you know, stranding a lot of Americans and Afghans uh, in Afghanistan right now for, for you know, we don't know what their peril is going to be, but it's likely going. To, this humiliation is going to continue for weeks right now, given what's happening. Talking to Major Mike Lyons, retired U.S. military, U.S. Army. Um, he uh, spent time as CBS News Radio military analyst, our go-to guy. There is a difference between al-Qaeda and ISIS, for sure. And the argument being made by some is that al-Qaeda is doing this at the behest of the Taliban, and they just want to create chaos. You have Jackie Heinrich over at Fox News who told me point blank uh, directly as we were communicating just in the last hour uh, that the purpose of this attack was chaos and create mass casualties. Again, though, we're just want to get into this idea of who would want this. Clearly, this is something an ISIS would want and al-Qaeda may want. But if your goal is to control Afghanistan because you believe in, in, in some reason that it should be yours and yours alone, it is not necessarily the goal of, of the Taliban. So is there a thought process on who is behind this or could the Taliban have possibly been behind this? No, I, I don't believe the Taliban, it's not in their interest to, to be behind it while they're capable of it, but it also demonstrates that they don't have control of Afghanistan like they claim they do. And this ISIS-K has established caliphate regions inside of Afghanistan, mostly to the north and to the east of where Kabul is right now, smaller regions, smaller tribal areas in, in those places, which is why for the past three years the military has been concerned about them. Um, so, no, it, it's not in the Taliban's interest to do this. And, and if I'm the Taliban right now, I'm trying to help Americans get out, uh, given the fact that they've been out of power for 20 years. But this just goes, goes to show you the chaos that's created there um, and, and goes to show that um, they really they, they don't really control Afghanistan right now, which is even more uh, you know, terrifying from the perspective of any Americans that are going to be stuck because they're going to be stuck uh, once once we really pull up stakes. So I think we're going to be out of there within the next 72 hours, let's say. Now, this bombing that took place just hours ago, uh, uh, you know, depending on, uh, you know, on a Thursday, right, uh, their time, our time, we'll call it our time here on on the East Coast time, is described as a suicide bombing. This is outside the Abbey Gate at the Kabul airport. Uh, we at, at the first, the report is three Marines injured, but of course, those reports are absolutely positively gonna gonna change. You then had the bombing at the, the Baron Hotel, a second explosion, as it was called. There's the story, uh, a report of a firefight that was taking uh, place. You have a lot of people packed into a small, small area, allowing these groups to do massive amounts of damage. And when you discuss, Major, the idea that it's gonna have us out faster, that is saying that we're going to be leaving Americans behind. We're going to be creating for the United States a hostage situation. Joe Biden is looking at this in, in the, uh, it, there in, 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 amongst his national security advisors, right? He, he's in the room. Aren't they discussing with him the possi possibility of taking back Bagram, going back in, clearing this out to make sure you don't leave an American behind? Or does Biden not have the strength for this? 
I don't, I don't think he has the strength that I can tell you that I have talked to folks um, in the 75th Rangers and, and there are units that are on alert right now, ready to go. But the key number again is three days, three days in three days out. Uh, we're out in three days for us to get back in would take three days for, for us to take, Bagram Air Base, let's talk about that from a military perspective. You would need an airborne operation, drop in there under hostile conditions, uh, Brigade of the 82nd, let's say, quickly followed in uh, with planes that had been circling to land troops right away. The question is, do we have enough intel to know whether we can do that safely or not or what kind of casualties we could take? But that right now, that, that operation would take 48 to 72 hours, again, two to three days to set up and do. And the Pentagon's doing the math and saying we could take the same 72 hours and just retrograde out and then just deal with the fact that we're going to have Americans back there. I, I just don't see the administration having the strength to, to stay the course or to change the course right now to put the kind of troops that we would need to put in. We'd have to put 10 to 20,000 troops in Bagram in order to secure it and make sure that we can do those kinds of missions going forward. There's just no appetite in this administration to do that. So now let's get to what they were saying just a day or two ago. It's the biggest airlift in U.S. history. It's going amazing. No casualties at all. No one's getting hurt. We now have the possibilities of Americans killed and Marines killed, and we, uh, we hope not. We don't know yet everything coming out of the situation. You're an ally of yeah. the United States. You're an ally of the United States, Major. You're seeing yeah. this. You're the United States citizenry. You're the United States military right now. What's your posture? What's your position? No, I, well, I, I, I guarantee there's people at the 06 at the colonel and the you know general officer level that are just, you know, they don't want to say it publicly, but they're looking at a commander in chief that's failed us at this point. And if you give the military the mission to go do that, they can do that. Um, so instead of taking the three days to retro, let's take the three days, go on the offensive. There's nobody, you know, part of the, I think the failure of this whole thing is this fa failing to plan it gets slimed as we say in the military you do military operations along the way and you sit there and say okay what happens if what happens if this goes wrong if we get slimed here what does that mean what happens if, if uh, the enemy does this here it doesn't look like we prepared for any of that it looks like we're right now you know petulant children with our hands over our ears just hoping that nothing is going to happen and not thinking that we don't have the levers of power and control to influence things. And there's people in the military that will say that's just not the case. And I think that's probably their biggest frustration right now. Major Mike Lyons, CBS News Radio military analyst. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. We will, unfortunately, I'm sure I'll be catching up in the days ahead. In the days ahead, because, and I want to make sure before I let you go, I, 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 I'm seeing this right. We already knew it was possible to have a hostage situation. Seeing that the United States will not respond with force as Joe Biden said he would, going back mm -hmm. to his statement on August 20th, 2021, any attack yeah. on our forces or disruption of our operations at the airport will be met with a swift and forceful response. You're saying there's absolutely no way this president is going to do it, although we could be wrong. We hope we're wrong in many, many ways. We're about to see a hostage situation in the United States, a la Iran 1979. Right. We, we've watched this administration cavil with the, the talking point of that. And what they'll claim is, and they'll say, well, it wasn't the Taliban that did that. We said if the Taliban doesn't. So, but we're showing that we trusted the Taliban to protect the outlying regions. They've shown they can't. So that's, that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll cover it with that. We'll say, well, they didn't do it. It's another group. There's nothing we can do about it. We throw our skirts over our heads, and we just, we just try to get out there in the next 72 hours. Major Mike Lyons, uh, you can find him, M-A-J, Mike Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S, Major Mike Lyons on Twitter. Feel free to follow him, sir. Always a pleasure. We'll talk more soon. I'm Tony Katz.
So we have two explosions in Kabul near the airport. We have multiple injuries, three U.S. Marines injured. We don't know if it's more than that. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today, it's good to be with you. The reports are still coming in. We're following every last bit of it, including those people who want to defend uh, in in a political manner uh, the president who has yet to make a statement about it. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now from the Indiana 3rd District. That's the northeast section, Fort Wayne area sir you're catching a flight i appreciate you taking the time uh this is the nightmare scenario and this is what joe biden said he had under control in his deal with the taliban yeah we one week ago tony uh, joe biden said that there wasn't a serious threat from al-qaeda or a terrorist group uh, causing harm to americans and then look at where we are just one week later uh, likely uh bloodshed by americans this morning and tragic incidents at the Kabul airport. Uh, this was uh, completely predictable. It was avoidable. And uh, to, to tell you that I'm angry about it uh, would be a uh, would, would diminish how I really feel. I'm heartbroken for all of those who are affected. But at this point, uh, we have a situation where the, the, the commander in chief and the, and the military leaders are threatening to pull up stakes and leave and leave over 6000 Americans behind enemy lines. That's unacceptable. And this president better figure out a way right now to rescue every American and get them out of this country so we don't see more situations even worse in the coming days. Well, we talk about what's coming. There are reports that the purpose of this is to create chaos. Uh, That's what Jackie Heinrich of Fox News reported directly to me, and that there may be more attacks, more of these bombings to come. Is the, Do you know if the purpose of these bombings is to kill Americans, kill Afghanis, or to stop the evacuation from going forward? Well, very, it's very likely that these uh, attacks were performed by ISIS-K, which is not a new uh, issue in Afghanistan. We've been, I've, I've been warning about ISIS-K in Afghanistan for almost three years, Tony. As you know, I served there in 2014 and 15. I went back as a member of Congress and led a group when Republicans were still in the majority in late 2018. And the the general on the ground was General Scotty Miller, who was most recently the general there that just led the the efforts to to retreat and pull out a few weeks ago. But when General Miller was there, uh, when I was there in in, in November, December, of 2018, he was briefing us on ISIS-K building up in Kabul as we, as, as President Trump defeated the ISIS caliphate and pushed them out of Syria and Iraq. They started to build up in Afghanistan because they saw it as a target-rich environment where they could, they could have, make attacks that would get a lot of visibility. But they've been waiting for an American president like Joe Biden. ISIS-K has been waiting for an American president like Joe Biden to create a chaotic situation like what we've seen happen at the airport to strike, and that's exactly what they've gotten uh, this morning. And I guarantee you, Tony, I, I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong. I will pray that I'm wrong. I guarantee you, this is just the beginning of a of a dangerous and tumultuous situation that's going to continue to spiral out of control. The dangerous and tumultuous situation, sir, is the idea of hostages. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana Third District, if this is designed to try and push up evacuation. Well, then we will have, as you described and others are describing, thousands of hostages 
in Afghanistan. The question is, will Joe Biden take a look at this as he sits in the situation room with his advisors and say, I guess we're going back in. Do you, sir, favor adding more troops to the situation and pushing these people back to ensure American safety? And does that mean a longer footprint in Afghanistan? Yeah, Tony, I don't even know where the commander-in-chief is at this moment. Is he in the situation room? We don't know. He's missing in action. We don't know where he is. But to your question, we have to do right now whatever it takes to rescue over 6,000 Americans, which the Secretary of State, the the Biden team has been all over the map about how many Americans are still left in Afghanistan. And and just yesterday he said that there are 6,000 Americans who are trying to get out. So we know that at least— there are 6,000 Americans behind enemy lines. We, we, we expect that there are a lot more, but he's saying there are 6,000 who want to get out. And then there are thousands of more that they don't have contact with, that they, they, they claim either don't want to leave for some reason, which doesn't make any sense either in a Taliban-led uh, Afghanistan. But right now we have to do whatever it takes to rescue those Americans. I, 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 I've supported all along leaving Afghanistan, but at the same time leaving a light footprint of counterterrorism special operations forces that's what I called for under President Trump. And by the way, President Trump never shut the door on that. He supported keeping a light footprint of special operations forces there to prevent what's going on today from happening. It wouldn't have happened on his watch. But we can get back to that in the days to come. This is all about what we're going to do right now to rescue over 6,000 Americans, to get them out safely from behind enemy lines. And I don't have confidence. I've served on the Armed Services Committee. I'm a veteran. I'm one of the most recently deployed members of Congress who served on the ground in Afghanistan. I do not have any confidence that this administration is going going to be able to get that done. You have not yet heard from the president, neither have we, in about 30 seconds. Um, Exactly how long is the president allowed to be silent when there's an attack on U.S. forces? He's been silent for the better part of a week. He's appeared before cameras a couple of times and read scripted remarks. He won't, he won't take questions directly from reporters. All of the questions have been scripted and pre-screened to this point. I mean, you and I both know, Tony, that this, this commander-in-chief is incapable of leading, and I believe he's incapable of, a- of answering tough questions. Let me tell you something else I learned this week. We've had, we've had several closed-door classified briefings with the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Defense, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and others on the Biden team. And I can tell you, Tony, every one of those briefings I walked out of, what they said behind closed doors is a lot different than what you hear come out of the mouth of the president of the United States when he appears in these scripted, staged press conferences. And that's deeply troubling to me, too, because the president told us all along this wasn't going to happen. There wasn't a threat. Right. He's the one that ultimately made the decision to do that. So either he's lying to us and he knew this was going to happen, or he's not talking to the people that he has surrounded himself with who are leading these operations. Either way, it's, Congressman, it's unforgivable. I'm up against it. Congressman Jim Banks, I appreciate you taking the time from the Indiana 3rd. More from what's going on in the White House coming up. I'm Tony Katz. It is indeed chaos in Kabul right now. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. We're following the news as it is breaking to the very best of our ability. Because of this, numbers do indeed change. Right now, we cannot confirm the numbers of U.S. service members injured, and we cannot yet get to a number of if, if, if any U.S. service members 
were killed. We're seeing three injured in some places, U.S. Marines, four in other places. We are not trying to misrepresent the number. We are simply trying to get the information and being mindful of the fact and reminding everyone that these things will change. Nightfall is upon Afghanistan. This took place just before, I believe it was 8 p.m., the purpose of which, as described by Jackie Heinrich of Fox News in a conversation I had with her before going on the air, the purpose of these bombings was to create chaos and mass casualties. It is believed to be ISIS-K, an offshoot of ISIS that had been in the area for years, six and a half years uh, by some accounts, possibly longer, according uh, to others, and we'll learn more about it. The purpose here... uh, was about the evacuation, possibly trying to create more hostages within Afghanistan to make America look weaker to allies and to others like China and Russia, where these terrorist groups might have other relationships and operations. We already saw that Afghanistan was working aggressively to try and keep educated people from getting on planes and getting out of the country. You can't have our doctors. You can't have uh, our, our, our teachers and our, and our uh, scientists. We need them to help build up Afghanistan. And these people were being prevented from getting to the airport. So, of course, were Americans. It was two bomb blasts, one taking place at the Abbey Gate, that main gate of Hamid Karzai International Airport in Kabul, the other one taking place not too far away at what's called the Baron Hotel. It is considered a complex operation, not necessarily high-tech, the difference being the coordination it took that took place to do the bombing is the part that took skill. The bomb itself, a rather low-tech conversation of someone engaged most probably in a suicide bombing but when you have so many people as we have seen packed together in one area it allowed for the creation of huge amounts as jackie heinrich reported of mass casualties that's exactly what it is we're seeing now joe biden has not yet made an appearance and right now at my last check there have been no statements made by the White House, except that they were in the Situation Room. You had Vice President Harris, who's in Vietnam, connecting via video. The Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, all there discussing things, going over what has happened. We don't have anything regarding a response, although we do have the words of Joe Biden, quote, any attack on our forces or disruption of our operations at the airport will be met with a swift and forceful Response. That's President Biden on August 20th, 2021. Meantime, Joe Biden had himself a day scheduled at the White House meeting uh, with the Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett and dealing with Afghanistan. Logan Raddick joins us right now. He uh, takes care of the White House beat for Newsmax.com and Newsmax TV. And Logan, the president, putting that meeting with Naftali Bennett on hold, let's start with the basics. What are you hearing about these attacks in Kabul, and what are you hearing from White House people there? Well, Tony, thank you for having me, first of all. What we're hearing is that President Biden has been briefed that ISIS-K, which is the Islamic State Group in Afghanistan, is behind these suicide bombings, and that additional attacks are imminent. We know that uh, Americans have been injured. There's even some casualties outside of the airport. Uh, it's unclear just how many there are. But ISIS-K is a mortal enemy of the Taliban. These are both extremist groups, um, but they're definitely at odds. So uh, right now you have that whole situation unfolding. And then the U.S. is also trusting the Taliban to uh, you know, protect that area outside of the airport to make sure that Americans and others can get to safety. Uh, and that's the situation we're dealing with right now.
So we know that we there are other attacks are imminent. We had heard that reporting as well. Is there any talk about what the U.S. military is doing to safeguard against those attacks? Does this stop the effort to airlift, as they have been calling it, American citizens and Afghanis with SIVs, those special immigrant visas, out of the country? Well, from what we're hearing, uh, that process is still going on. So this is the uh, third round of helicopter rescues taking place uh, in Afghanistan. Actually, Tony, one of those places that was uh, attacked with a suicide bombing was somewhere where Americans uh, were evacuated, as many as 169 of them last week. But that operation is still continuing. Um, But obviously, dire circumstances, the intelligence communities in Britain, the U.S., and other countries Uh, were warning of these attacks. They obviously ended up happening, and it's gotten so bad uh, that the British are actually warning their citizens and Afghans they're trying to rescue to not even go to the airport. They're saying, book it to the border. We'll try to evacuate you from there. So um, that's how dire the situation is in Kabul. Obviously, we know it's taken over by the Taliban, uh, but there are reports that there are hundreds of ISIS fighters in Kabul uh, looking to wreak some havoc. Talking to Logan Raddick of Newsmax.com, Newsmax TV, one of uh, your contemporaries, Jeffrey Rodak, uh, reporting at Newsmax.com that John Kirby, the Pentagon press secretary and admiral in his own right, uh, denying that evacuations will be ending in Afghanistan in 36 hours. Now the other side of it comes. Are any of your sources talking about whether or not we will see more of a military influx. Of course, people are infuriated. They want to see America, uh, unfortunately, to some, return to ensure the safe passage of Americans, maybe engage that light footprint. That's been so much of a conversation, the back and forth of whether you should leave Afghanistan as opposed to the disaster of how we have left Afghanistan. Is anybody discussing the idea of more military assets on the ground in Afghanistan or the retaking, as Senator Lindsey Graham discussed, of the Bagram airfield? Uh, No, that is not really the case right now. I mean, from what we've heard from the State Department, uh, you know, they're acknowledging Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, that the Taliban controls that area. So the administration's not really projecting uh, this sense that they're going to go in and try to uh, reestablish force now. Uh, Congressman Guy Reschenthaler of Pennsylvania actually joined us on Newsmax, John Bachman, a couple of minutes ago, uh, and he was saying that uh, we should be retaliating with airstrikes right now because there are all these ISIS fighters and Taliban members that are gathered uh, in a relatively small space and assuming that we can make sure that uh, none of our people or the um, allies are in harm's way to to take advantage of that. But, no, there's really been no signal of an escalation Uh, against these groups like the Taliban and ISIS. Uh, What we're hearing is that they're trying their best to evacuate those that we need to get out of there. But in terms of the offensive, uh, pretty much our troops are on the defensive right now, just trying to protect themselves and get people out. There's really no offensive that is being launched so far. Logan Raddick, Newsmax.com, Newsmax TV. Logan, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for being with us. This is a good time to maybe take a breath and take a beat and first things first the anger and disgust that you feel is real and you are joined by millions of people if you were to take a look at the person in the car next to you they're with you they can't believe it except you always believed it didn't you You watched how this happened, 
and you always, always, always believed it. You always believed that there were people like Malcolm Nance from MSNBC, an expert in terrorist strategy, tactics, and ideology, tweeting out 20 years, FYI, there have been terrorist suicide bombers killing civilians nearly daily in Afghanistan. This ain't new. It's why we are leaving. Hashtag deal with it. Deal with it. Americans being injured, possibly dead. We are in a place where we may end up with tens or hundreds or possibly thousands of American citizens as hostages. They will not be able to get out. They will be used against the United States in every single type of negotiation. Never mind who will be given to the Chinese to show how China really the ones who can negotiate peace. Wait for that maneuver. Malcolm Nance's answer after a bombing that has killed multiples of people. These Afghanis who have done nothing wrong is deal with it. I'm with you. I am 100% with you in the anger and in the disgust. The question before us right now is what do we do now? And I'm going to share with you what I think we have to do now. And I don't know if you're going to like it. But I think it is right. Because I'm not dealing with what I want. I'm dealing with reality. That's coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Get the Americans out. Get our allies out. Then deal with the fact that Biden is at fault for everything that has happened, including today's murders. In that order, and don't miss a step. I put that out on social media. I will admit, I have spent more time on Twitter in the past three weeks than I have in the past three months. Or really longer. Because social media is this awful dumpster fire. But... Sometimes to get a quick thought out, to make sure you're connecting with the people you want to connect with, it's very important. And making sure that we establish some ground rules about what we really have to value is also important. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Let me give you what I think is important here. The anger that you feel towards Joe Biden and this administration is not lost on me. I share it with you. Every bit of it. When I say that Joe Biden is guilty of murder, I mean it. I would say it to his face. And the people who want to defend him are laughable, nonsense people. Yet they are out there, time and again, defending him. Everything is going great. This is all just totally fine. You had people out there saying that the real problem is those American citizens who just haven't left Afghanistan yet. This was CBS Evening News, Nora O'Donnell reporting. The question has been raised. Why didn't the U.S. get out Americans and our Afghani friends before 
the Taliban were able to take control of Kabul. You warned about this in a cable. Were you ignored? We put out uh, repeated warnings every three weeks to Americans going back to, I think, March or April. Uh, each one in stronger terms, leave Well, I didn't mean for now, that stuff. Now, leave that immediately. Uh, never in my, my uh, 40 years of working, uh, uh, since I began working at the State Department, have I seen such strong, uh, such strong language used. The argument that Ross Wilson is making right there, a diplomat in the State Department, is that we warn people to leave. You have the right to be angry about that. It's disgusting and despicable. It is the same as uh, the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, saying we've sent emails and we've called Jen Psaki, White House Press Secretary. We've reached out to people. We've shared with people any way we can connect with people. You failed in this task of evacuation. No, nowhere are we discussing withdrawing from Afghanistan. We are discussing how you handled this evacuation. You failed from the beginning. You bungled from the beginning. You left people to die and to be hostages from the beginning. And now we have people dead at your hands, possibly Americans. So why do I state, get the Americans out, get our allies out, then deal with the fact that Biden is at fault for everything. Why am I not suggesting get in there and fight? And someone actually asked me this uh, question, EC, asked me this question. Why, why in the world aren't, aren't we uh, fighting? Right? Why aren't we getting back in there? Fight now or later. I am not disagreeing with my desire to kill every last member of either ISIS-K or Al-Qaeda or the Taliban. That's not my argument. And do not confuse my thoughts, my reality-based thoughts, for weakness. That would be a mistake. Joe Biden will not punch somebody in the nose unless their name is Corn Pop. So unless ISIS-K is short for ISIS corn pop, it ain't happening. If you put ISIS-K next to the swimming pool where people were checking out the hair on his legs, you might have yourself a fight. The reality is he is more interested in ending the war than he is who he leaves behind. He already told us that chaos was going to happen no matter what, and the images are terrible. That was him softening the ground for what lots of people thought could come and now has, and what will come next, which is a hostage situation that goes on for Lord knows how long. Reality dictates that we understand that Joe Biden is a weak man, an anti-intellectual man who has always been wrong about foreign policy, who has no strength, who has no grit, who has no love for America. He has a love for himself and being in charge. And he wanted to end the war no matter what. And literally, you're seeing the no matter what. So reality dictates we deal with things as they are. And as they are, get every American citizen out. And some people are going to want to stay behind. That's true. Some won't. Yes, there'll be the cover, right, of, of, of this. Oh, the people who didn't want to get out, they wanted to stay there. That won't be true. Those people who risked their lives, those Afghanis who risked their lives to work with us, we have to hold the promise. And we have to get them out. And when those things are done, Anybody who doesn't in favor the impeachment and removal or utilizing of the 25th Amendment to remove this president from office is an unserious person.
who should be questioned and taken and taken in, a, in, a, in that way on any policy they put forward. The Democratic Party wants to stand behind Joe Biden. You think I would let this guy sign an infrastructure package? Look what he's done, and he did it. The buck stops with him. This is on him. And as we heard from uh, from Congressman Jim Banks and heard from Logan Raddick of, of Newsmax, we may be seeing other attacks. We may be seeing other attacks. So, yes, I have three points. And, yes, I understand that you can't get Nancy Pelosi to do what is necessary because she loves her party and power more than she loves the people and her nation. But Biden won't fight. And I think that pretending that he will is a waste of time. So let's do what we must, help who we can, and then solve our problems at home. We've got more coming up. This is Tony Katz today.